Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on a Wednesday. Thanks for joining us here. You've made it to the mid part of your week as we are at the lunch hour. And, uh, of course, uh, 1230 maybe the exact middle part of your week. We'll see. We'll get there in about 20 minutes. Uh, I am Jake Bachman along with Rico and Enrique Alvarez-Clary. Rico, how's it going today? What up, everyone? I'm great. <laughs> you are great. I'm great. I am in a little bit of pain because today's kickboxing workout kicked my butt. Uh-oh. Kicked my tail. But uh, we're good. We got some Chick-fil-A. We're feeling good. I saw them in these weird little suits that I want. Chick-fil-A guys have suits on Yeah, because there's, there's people they are, like, outside taking the oh, orders. Yeah, yeah, and they have these weird, like, little box things that, like, block the air. Huh. And I want one. <laughs> <laughs> you have to stand out in the cold too much this year? Uh, No, but I just no. want one. Yeah, just in case. It's just cool. It looks cool. <laughs> and I would wear it. <laughs> have you lost a billion pounds like Mark on the I have not lost a billion pounds. The last time I weighed myself, though, I was down, I think, five. Nice. Which nice. isn't which isn't improved because I'm not doing all the I'm not doing all of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so, not eating correctly. No, I'm still eating incorrectly, <laughs> um, but I am doing the workouts. Uh, I am down five pounds. I feel better. Yeah. Uh, my pants are a little looser, so we're doing good. We're doing good. Of course, Rico is doing Farrell's uh, body shape. Farrell's extreme is it, is body eight, shaping. Is it the eight week thing that you? The ten week thing. Ten week, excuse me. I'm yeah. not technically like I didn't I didn't sign up for that part of it, but I am. I think I was there three weeks before it started, so now I'm you know still going through yeah. it. I think it's week seven for them. Um, so it's going really well. Are you still... gonna quit after ten weeks? No, no, no. I'm gonna keep going. No, yeah, there I'm you go. Keep going. I yeah. keep doing it. See, I'm doing the opposite where I'm not working out. Uh, you know, I just play basketball once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am, I've am i cut out sugar Look at for you. the most part. Proud of you. Yeah. Sometimes I'll sip a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> get a sip in. Nick says he's not going to be drinking any alcohol. Nick does? For, on his uh, birthday? No, yeah, I know. He's starting today. <laughs> huh. Shout out to Ash Wednesday. Interesting. He's not drinking any any alcohol for yeah. Lent. And Lent, I was just like, correct. yeah, okay. Yeah. Your birthday's today. Your 22nd <laughs> birthday. But okay. Yeah, you know, you do you. Maybe you can make a deal with, uh, you know, God and stuff that maybe you can push it off a day. One day. Push Lent yeah. off a day, make it up for on the back end. Yeah. Just be like, hey, <laughs> Jesus, uh, I turned 22 today. Yeah. Can we just uh, just kind of knock Maneuver this back one little day? Ash Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever uh, give anything up for Lent? Oh, yeah. I gave things up all the time. Did it work? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it usually lasts about a day or two. That's yeah. why I'm proud of me. I always not try to give up. E- you know what? I'm actually doing it. I actually I have I have a Mountain Dew in my bag. Yeah. And I have like a 24 pack of Mountain Dew at home. <laughs> and I'm just like, maybe I give up pot. There's no way I can. No, I can not try. Now. Yeah. I can go like. Uh, should I should I give up more than one a day? So I just I cut so. to one yeah. a day. You think <laughs> that is that? That's still not very good for you. Does that yeah, still count? Yeah. Like, do you drink more than one soda a day? That's irrelevant information. <laughs> oh my goodness! That uh, you do not need to be privy to. Yeah, listen. On, on bad days, I understand drinking more than one soda a day, but just uh, look. Sometimes you just sit there and, and you're basis. just like, you know what? That was a really good soda, and you're like, <laughs> I want another. And you're like, wow, that was 
super good. Yeah. Mm. You're like, I should get a third. <laughs> that Mountain Dew was good. That's about some, it. Some Code Red Mountain Dew over there, and then I Look, try some hey, of the... Code Red is a... Is a you hit or not hit or miss. It's every once in a while for me. Yeah, can't do too much. That one's too sugary. Any other types of Mountain Dew? Uh, Baja Blast, Baja obviously. Baja Blast, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you know, we'll see if you're a Diet Mountain Dew guy. They've got all sorts of Mountain Dew. Diet Mountain days. Dew is disgusting. And if anybody here, everybody listening, drinks that, I apologize because I'm sorry that you're putting yourself through that. <laughs> It does. It has a distinct, uh, different, you know, diet taste to it, um, which is why Diet Dr. Pepper, in my mind, is is. Although it's still, you know, you kind of get the diet taste to it. I think it's the best. I think it's the best diet soda compared to its. All uh, diet original. sodas suck. <laughs> Fact. Yeah. And are they healthy for you? No. No. They're worse for you. They are. That's what I've been they told. Are bad for you in a different way, uh, which uh, you know, it, it depends on what you're working for. We're working with. Look, if you're going to drink a soda, just drink a regular soda. All right, <laughs> don't put yourself through the hassle of drinking. But see a, a me diet like soda. I gave up sugar, so I can drink diet, and it will make. There's still sugar in that. There's no sugar in it. There's sugar. It's in fake it. sugar. Yeah. Okay, because that's better. It'll affect you diff- again differently, not the same. Uh, but I don't. I'm not drinking diet. Oh, thanks, Cornstash. Cornstash says I'd cut down to two a day to start, Rico. Don't kill yourself. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cornstash. Very important. I would say, uh, Bach, try Dr Pepper Zero Sugar. Hmm. Also, yeah. probably still has sugar, but yeah, whatever. I wonder what else is in there, yeah. Uh, <laughs> live Mountain Dew Live Wire is also delicious. I don't know why we're going down a soda kick right now, but I we like, are. Yeah, I like talking about soda. Uh, Fullback Trap says, Diet Dr. Choice better than Diet Dr. Pepper, uh, which leads me to, to, to remind people, as much as I like Dr. Pepper, Mr. Pib, not Pib Extra. No, it is Pib Extra now. <laughs> Pib Extra is better than Dr. Pepper, I think only because it's a limited time that I can get it, so I mostly drink Dr. Pepper, and then when I get... Pib Extra, it's like ooh, something different. All of those, that tastes like Dr. Pepper. All of those knockoff Dr. Peppers, the like Doctor Doctor Choice or Doctor whatever, yeah. are besmirching the good name of Dr. Pepper. He worked, <laughs> he or she, I don't know what Dr. Pepper yeah. is. They worked hard for that doctorate, and you're just you're just gonna throw a, a, a doctor in front of your your soda's name. How dare you? I always like those like Mountain Lightning or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mountain Voltage or something. Yeah. Like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's always creative to come up something with dumb like that. that. Uh, there was uh, some football talking going on. You know, it's the offseason. We're getting closer to spring football, and we're looking forward to it. But today uh, at the podium, we uh, I don't know if this is the meet and greet or this is the uh, is this the first time that a few of these guys have this been This is the, the first party? time that the that these three – I mean, not, not Donovan, 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 but this is the first time we've heard from uh, the strength and conditioning coach and the linebackers coach. Yeah. So Corey Campbell was at the podium, uh, Rob Dvorak and Donovan Riola. I was uh, doing a show with uh, with Mr. Cap- – or. Not the captain, Not actually. The captain. He left earlier, but uh, uh, with Terrell Farley there, uh, so I didn't get to hear too much of it. Rico, I know you get to hear a little bit of it, and I'm sure we'll kind of cover it throughout the day uh, on other shows, but what was uh, kind of a synopsis from what you at least heard? Um, so with Campbell, the quote that everybody's throwing out there that I really enjoyed, he was talking about all the technical advancements that have happened in strength and conditioning since he was in college. He was at Georgia as a walk-on mm-hmm. from 2010 to 2013. He actually played in the... Georgia win over Nebraska in 2013, and the Georgia lost to Nebraska in 2014. He was a fullback and a special teams player, uh, two-year letter winner, I believe. Um, But 
he was talking about all of the advancements that have happened in strength and conditioning since then and how crazy things have gotten in, in 10 years, just the, just the 10 years that he's been not a player uh, in, the, in, in college football and all of the technological advancements that he'll be able to use that he has at his fingertips here at Nebraska. But then he says some things haven't changed. 45 pounds is still 45 pounds. You still got to pick up a barbell and, and move the weight. And the quote that people are throwing around because it's a great quote, he says, and I'm, I apologize if I butcher this, but he says, there is no substitute for strength and no excuse for like the lack of it. Let me see if I can find it, the exact quote, because that's that's just a great, that's a fantastic quote uh, from a, from a <clears throat> Corey Campbell, just talking about being in the strength and conditioning room, working with Nebraska and, and his um, relationship with Matt Rule and how he's worked with him for, for so long and just really enjoys what he's doing. Um, he also talked about how he, he thought that getting here early when him, Evan Cooper, and Matt Rule got here in December, he thought that himself getting here early, getting in front of the players and passing along the message and getting to know them because he'll be spending obviously the most time with them out of any of the coaches since he is a strength and conditioning coach was extremely important, uh, not only to him, but to rule so that they get their message across to the players and he's able to start working with them as soon as possible. I, and I'm fascinated by the strength and conditioning unit. I, I, I At this point, I'm, um, you know, you want to see Nebraska build, especially those front lines. Um, and that's that's a, another big question kind of coming into the year. Um, some new faces, some some old faces that haven't quite got go. the job done. Sorry, I found go the ahead, quote. Go ahead. There's no substitute for strength and no excuse for the lack of it. Mm. I that, like it. Yeah, put that on a billboard. I like it. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> put, on, put it on a billboard with just muscles. No excuses. No substitute for strength and no excuse for the lack of it. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of how, how this looks. Uh, unfortunately, because, you know, the last couple of coaches haven't worked out here at Nebraska, um, and strength and conditioning was, I suppose, a problem before that. Um, and that was kind of the new hope. I mean, that's the easiest thing, like kind of to get through your brain without going through X's and O's and, and, and you know, and, and recruiting significantly better. You can kind of think what we have, make them better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that is obviously the initial hope. I can't do it anymore. I I, I, I guess too much. Too, I've seen it too many times where the strength and conditioning unit gets hyped up. I've seen the videos. Now I get excited for the videos like anybody else does when, they're, when they're going through Twitter. But as far as saying, oh, this method over that method, these guys know what they're doing. The last guys, uh, I don't know how they got a strength and conditioning <laughs> job to begin with. Um, you know, there's certainly a difference in Corey Campbell's figure <laughs> yes. compared to uh, previous strength and conditioning coaches. But um, it's it. I, I, I just can't do it. I mean, maybe – I don't know if it's, it's just that way in Nebraska football altogether. Matt Rule's kind of started to get me to, to believe, to buy in, and um, that was its own um, kind of difficulty if you were working against that because you knew he's a been... great talker. But the strength and conditioning unit, I just can't I – can't, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I, can't, I can't just give my blind faith that this new strength and conditioning no, uh, coaches know a thousand times more than the previous. Oh, guys. I'm not going to say that he knows a thousand times more. I'm not going to say that he's, he's clearly better than the previous strength and conditioning coach. I'm not going to say anything any of that but I w- what I will say is in talking to him and in, in talking to a couple players it, it seems like things are very different from the previous strength and conditioning staff and we'll just I, again I'll be in a, a wait and see mood again I don't yeah. want to be the guy that throws the water on the fire but 
I might have to do that. I might have a little spray gun right now, a little, little squirt gun. I'm just going to shoot a little bit of water on the fire right now, just like, hey, chill out for a second. I understand. You know, it's they're lifting weights. They're, they're getting into shape. Strength and conditioning is what's going on right now. They're not doing a lot of football stuff, so they're just trying to get back into shape after the break, after, you know, the season ended, um, and they weren't doing team workouts, although some of them, I'm sure, were getting together and doing their own things. Um, now they're together, and they're trying to get back into shape before the start of uh, winter winter slash spring practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you hear anything from Donovan Ariola and Rob Dvorak? So the Don, well? the most interesting thing that came out of Donovan Ariola to me is that um, he was talking about the offensive line and how they're, they're cross-training guys, so they'll learn tackle, guard, you know, they're going to learn all of that. And then he said that Ben Scott isn't going to just be handed the center job. Interesting. He said we, ha- we have plenty of guys who, who can play center. Um, he threw... Um, who did he throw in there? Turner Corcoran was one of the names he, mm. he mentioned that could play center. Um, and somebody else that I can't remember the name exactly, but, um, he mentioned they're, they're just trying to get the best five out there. Doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter what they played last year. If you were a tackle, but you're a better guard, they're going to put you at guard. If you were a center, but you're a better tackle, I don't know if that's going to work, but he's yeah. like, we're, we're going <laughs> to, you know, we want to get the best five out there. So Ben Scott, although he transferred in was, Harold did thought of as the next center for Nebraska. He's not going to get that job handed to him. He's still going to have to work, which I get. I understand. Um, I still think he'll end up being the center. Yeah. But if he's a better guard than he is a center, they might have him end up at guard. Well, I don't know if that's going to be the case because I know I, – I, I mean, I think that that's a good thing for a coach to say – uh, and try to get the competitive juices flowing. And certainly if Ben Scott gets outplayed at center, then – then yeah, then you start the guy above him. Um, but Ben Scott specifically transferred here to play center, to play center yeah. instead of tackle for his dreams to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. He played some tackle at Arizona State. He played some center at Arizona State. He realizes and said as much that I want to play center because that's where I will belong at the next level. You kind of think about guys at Nebraska that have done it before too, like a Nick Gates. Um, you know, tackles at Nebraska, move to the league, um, and center is your best position. Um, so I think that that's that's certainly something interesting, notable, and and something that. That I think a coach should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't expect to see Ben Scott being. I, I mean, maybe they've changed his mind or something. But usually, when you, when you, I mean, he looked like a plug and play type of guy mm-hmm. at center because he was he was a tackler or guard before, yeah. and then he got with Dominic Riola and worked on his his you know ability to be a center. Was a center for one year to Arizona State and wanted to go somewhere where he'd be able to maximize his talents. And Nebraska seemed like the place where he he would be able to. He has two years left. He's fully expecting to start play center for one year and then go to the league. So that is the position that he's looking at uh, for the next level. That is a position he's expecting to play. Um, And again, I fully expect him to be the starting center, Ben Scott, uh, to be the starting center for Nebraska once the season starts. But Don Morello said they're looking for the best five. He's not getting the job handed to him. Nobody's getting the jobs handed to him. Um, They're going to try and get the best five offensive linemen out there. He praised Teddy Prohaska uh, as one of the – uh, like an extremely hard worker. Um, he talked about who, what else? He just talked about how being in Nebraska was a no brainer for him. This is where he wants to be, where he wanted to be and uh, how well he's been able to gel with Matt rule and the rest of the staff. Uh, although he's probably in, in terms of how long everybody has known each other, or at least how long a lot of the coaches have known Matt rule specifically. Donovan Raiola is definitely the outsider of the group. 
Interesting. Yeah, yeah, because he's uh, he's kind of the new guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Te- technically, he's like he's the most senior of the people at Nebraska, but he's the new guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting situation for him to be in, and again, um, you know, as this kind of plays out, we'll see. I mean, if they if they can get Donovan Raiola, how much has that kind of played into retaining him? You know, you're going to say no, but at the same time, um, we've seen that sort of thing in recruiting circles before. Um, we'll, we'll see. Well, I mean, it is uh, it is fascinating to kind of see the whole Raiola uh, revolution play out here at Nebraska. Um, the final guy, Rob Dvoracek, uh, linebacker coach. Um, you know, he, he kind of is covered a little bit by uh, the wide receiver coach uh, as far as being <laughs> a young guy on staff. Otherwise, maybe we talk about him a little bit more. I feel like he's somewhat un- unheralded or, or less talked about as far as the, the assistant coaches coming him and, in. Him and Corey Campbell both started their coaching careers 10 years ago. Hmm. They were they were in college. Their final years of college Isn't were... Isn't he 28? 2014, 2013. Well, he stopped... Okay, so he... His football career ended his sophomore year, after his sophomore oh, okay. year uh, because of a knee injury, and he got into... He was like an assistant uh, grad coach or something along those lines. Um with rule at temple um and then he followed rule to baylor um but yeah 10 10 years ago he started his coaching career after his sophomore year uh in college yeah that's interesting uh did he have anything to say i mean linebackers is interesting too because he said three three yeah he he said that they're not exactly sure where everybody's going to play but they're getting eyes and i get that because they've got a whole bunch of guys out there but they're looking at the guys and how they move uh, and where they're going to put them. But right now, they're in shorts and T-shirts. They haven't done a lot of football stuff. Again, it's strength and conditioning time. They're, they're getting in shape. They haven't done a lot of football stuff, but uh, they're still in conversations of how everybody is going to fit in the 3-3-5. Uh, and he explained Tony White's defense as chaos, like it, it, good good chaos, and how they're able to manipulate the defense to give a whole bunch of different looks to confuse offenses. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see how the three three five turns out. Um, you know, at first, uh, as, as Husker fans kind of first heard it, it's kind of like, whoa, I, yeah, I don't know about bringing in some crazy defense. Maybe just kind of stick to the basics here in Big Ten West. Um, but the three three five has been gaining steam over the last several years, mm-hmm. a handful of college teams using it last season. So, um, you know, Nebraska will just be kind of added to that mix. And, again, um, don't just kind of think of that base defense as – um, the way they'll be lining up on every play. I mean, the, the versatility is kind of what it brings to you. Um, you know, you could drop, you know, bring two linebackers up. You can mm-hmm. drop them back. Um, you know, so you can have four-man front, a five-man front, as easy as just kind of a, a, a quick position, a, a quick uh, shift, I should say. Um, so uh, I can't wait to see that. And I want to see – I really want to see what Luke Reimer does here. Um, if, hopefully he can stay healthy for a, a, an entire season yeah. and in this new defense. I think he's probably – their biggest weapon coming into the year on defense. And uh, with the versatility in the defense, we'll see kind of what where that goes. All right, we'll take a quick break. We've got uh, some more things to talk about, specifically uh, C.J. Stroud in Ohio State. I was kind of wondering this to myself. Uh, with him gone now, Ryan Day already lost to Michigan twice. Is it possible that C.J. Stroud and Ryan Day, uh, can we could see the same type of thing happen with what happened with Eric Crouch and Frank Solich without without Crouch. So we'll kind of <laughs> talk about that coming up next here on 93.7 The Ticket and The Ticket FM. We'll be right back. <laughs> 